the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and cracker jack. I don't care if I never get back. Hello and welcome to episode number 22 of the Sports Nut Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about sports. And no, chess isn't a sport. We debated that. We both agreed it's not a sport. I'm your host, one of your hosts, Tracy Holtz, otherwise known as Holster. When to talk about the we, the other half is the one that really keeps this show entertaining and good. The one, the only, Mr. Bruce. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing okay. And to remind our folks, it's a team effort. Uh, team, but you're the capital T. I'm the little uh, M at the end. <laughs> I disagree, but moving forward. <laughs> there we go. So how is your week today, Bruce? Uh, it's actually been pretty hectic. It's um, a lot busier than I'd anticipated, but uh, other than that, I'm happy to report that this is the second week in a row in the Fantasy League that I've utterly... So I've destroyed both the first place, former first place team and uh, the second place team, so I'm clearly in front now. Well, that's that's good. That's really good. Uh, I'm really good at uh, giving advice, but every time I do something to my team, it's the wrong decision. So I just got to stop playing it and just start handing out the advice because everything I say is pretty decent. And then I do it, I overthink it, and I don't do what I say. So, yeah. Well, one of the things I stuck with this year is that uh, I wanted to avoid making a ton of moves because every year I do this, I, I'm, I max out the amount of moves I can make in a year. And uh, I'm right on pace to do it again. But the big difference is that this year I've kept my core players. Uh, in the past, I have readjusted my lineup several times. I pretty much have the same offense that I started the season with. Um, but the pitching, that actually has been a little bit of a revolving door. Yeah, I think kind of with pitching, it's always like that. Uh, but speaking of fantasy, before I forget, if anybody wants to join, we're going to have a fantasy football league just with us and our listeners. Anybody wants to join us, email me at Tracy at Podness.com so you can join us. This will be free. It'll probably be on ESPN, just the free ESPN account or Yahoo. We'll pick one, whatever. So let us know. Speaking of football, are you counting down the days? CFL is really, really close. Matter of fact, uh, in the link, you will see the notes about ESPN. Uh, they're pretty much almost every preseason CFL game is on the schedule. The next one, as we're recording this, is Thursday the 22nd, 6.30 p.m. Eastern. The Rough Riders are at the Alouettes. So, uh, Mr. Bruce teams, who I think he said he's going to follow the Alouettes this year. So, uh, yeah, so that will be the next game. And tentatively, on July 7th, I think it is, uh, we have to decide this. We still haven't had a firm date. We are going to have a date where we get together and watch the football and record it over the air. So... Get back to us if you want to do that. Email me again, the email I gave you earlier, and I'll get you on the list so we can make this date. So here's a trivia question for you, and it really is a trivia. Uh, do uh, the CFL folks have a uh, theme song or anybody like Hank Williams doing it? Last year they did, yes. But it was only played on a, uh, 
the TSN, which is Canadian's version of ESPN. You really didn't see it. They played something a little that was like, eh, but then they played a 30-second video every week of the major differences of the NFL and the CFL, 30 seconds to a minute clip. Then it went to commercial, then there was the kickoff. So I think for ESPN, that's a good thing so they can get, you know, every time there's just some real basic rules, the differences, so you know so you're not like, what the heck is going on? So I can see why they do that. But if you watch a TSN one, you'll see that. But I did see it a couple times last year. So you should be able to catch it some way, shape, or form. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. This should be exciting. Exactly. And... uh Michael Young, or I think it was not Michael Young, baseball player. Um, Young was quarterback. Uh, Vince Young, sorry about that. Uh, was let go by the Saskatchewan Rough Riders this week. Speaking of that, he got a leg injury, and they released him. He would have probably been the third string and then maybe played a couple injuries. So he was kind of low on the roster anyway. And when the injury, if they cut him, they really didn't have to pay him much. So it was just dollars and cents. And the CFL, the dollars and cents is a big deal. So, yeah, he got cut pretty darn quick. Yeah, that, that actually made pretty big news here in the States. Uh, I think just people are gearing up seeing that um, uh, you actually had uh, the NFL opening up their own training camp for rookies and free agents. So, um, yeah, a lot of football news will be headed this way soon. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. And speaking of football news, I got another link in the show notes for you guys. As expected, no one's picking up Colin Kaepernick, and he's pretty much making it known. He's kind of picking activism over the NFL. This last week, he had a couple pretty hardline tweets that's going to make it harder and harder for any team to select him. So I think he's kind of making it known. I made some cash. I'm going to live on that and just be an activist from now on, which, in my opinion, is kind of sad. I think with some different coaching and different little style, I think he could have been a really good quarterback. Uh, I really do. I, I he had everything he had there, but uh, it's kind of making it known. And the article's there. Uh, it's a article by Dan Wetzel, the columnist for Yahoo Sports. Basically, it's taking activism over NFL and kind of says some of the tweets he's been saying. Well, then I guess I go back my stance on him, a com uh, comment that I made a couple of weeks back regarding, you know, if he's really legit about his um, activism, he would go all out in it, and he clearly is. So, you know what? Good for him. Yeah, I don't like if you listen to one of the first episodes I did, and I was actually a supporter of Colin Kaepernick to Neil, which me being surprised some people being a, a veteran and a strong supporter. And like I said, I would never do it. I don't like it, but I was served in the military for his right to do that. He wasn't doing anything. He wasn't hurting anybody. I'm a true libertarian. As long as you're not hurting anybody else, do what you want to do, you know, and leave everybody else out of it. And one of the biggest reasons I supported Kaepernick is he wasn't the one after he did it to stand up to say, look what I did. No one knew about it until... Somebody from the sideline says, you know, he's sitting on the bench. You know, why is he sitting on the bench? And it wasn't a big deal till after the game. They asked him, uh, were you okay? And he says, no, I'm doing it for this reason here. So he really wasn't going out of his way, but it became a big deal. So, and it, it, it like it or not, it did hurt his career. 
But if he wants to do this, like you said, more power to him. It's his right, and he can do it. Well, and also, going back, the NFL didn't really have a good history with folks who are outspoken, because if you'll remember the old Minnesota punter, Cluey, uh, he found himself out of the NFL pretty quickly in his stance on gay rights. And uh, I think it's a shame that the NFL doesn't allow players to express some kind of uh, freedom of speech. And... uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it's a long-standing debate. I mean, at what point is? I mean, what point are you representing the company, and at what point are you representing yourself? Yeah. Well, with him, I think his was a hair difference. He wasn't speaking out about the NFL, this or that. He was attacking specific general managers, specific teams, and specific things that were going on, which is a clear violation of when they sign the contract that's in the contract. They, they just can't do that. So it wasn't like, hey, we need to do more for you know gay rights or anything like that. He was personally attacking different people, and not just the Vikings. He went after the Vikings. He went after Green Bay. He went after the Giants. And, oh, I can't remember the other team he really went after. So I think his was a little different than Colin Kaepernick because, honestly, Kaepernick wasn't hurting or doing anything, and he wasn't violating any rule. Uh, But uh, he was when uh, he left. And Minnesota was going to kind of keep him around even after there were some little issues, and he attacked him a second time. So they were like, okay, you're cut. You know, we don't owe you anything. So he kind of shot himself in the foot for an additional payday too. Yeah, it's a... Yeah, you know, I guess it's one of the things that it would be great if we could just keep the sport as a sport and then keep a lot of the other political messages away from it. But uh, some people think that this is the time to also leverage their platform. I don't know. Like the whole bathroom thing, um, I could care less if the draft is here in Dallas next year or not. I, I really do. I could care less. But them saying, hey, if a bill passes, you know, we're going to take it away from you. You know, like you said, keep the politics out, you know, just play football. Uh, if, If there are some things you really want to stand up for, stand up for them. But don't use the NFL as a big leverage tool to try to push your little weight around. Because to be honest, what, you know, Texas decides to do, they could honestly care less about the NFL. Some other states might give a big deal about that and everything, but honestly, Texas realistically care less what the NFL does. So them threatening this and that right now isn't going to do absolutely nothing. And one side comment is of all of the things that you're going to make a break or bake, uh, break bill, uh, it's that. I mean, uh, have you solved the crime issue? Have you taken care of the homeless issue? I mean, holy smoke, that stuff is so far down the agenda. Yeah, and... Yeah, I'm not going to make this in a whole political thing. So, uh, it, yeah, it's, it's, they just, there's so much stuff. If they really want to be political, they could, they, they could be really going after. Uh, they could, you know, a lot. Uh, I'm not going to go into some things, but you know what I'm talking about. There's so many stuff they really could be going after, but they seem to nitpick a couple items here and there and just try shoving it down. And you're like, you know, what difference is that going to make, you know? Texas could care less about what you're going to say about that. So, yeah, I think we beat this pretty much to the horse is dead a couple times now. 
But in other news, the good news is that Goodell came out today to say that his relationship with Kraft was not damaged. So, ah, dodged a bullet there. Yeah, I saw that, and it, it somebody asked him, and I was reading about it because they came back and they were like exiting like a hotel together from like an airplane trip or something like that. And he's like, yeah, no, we're, we're back together again. It's no harm, no fall. We're done. And we kind of knew that was coming. It, it, they were good friends before. I think sometimes even, you know, you're good friends, you kind of disagree on something, you get away a little bit and you after a little bit, it's like, okay, that was kind of stupid on both of us, what we did. So let's just go on. So I think that's all it was for them. And all in all, the Patriots know Goodell's doing everything he can to make money for the owners. So, and he's doing a good job of it. So as an owner, you're like, okay, I, every now and then I could take a dig now and then. Cause uh, as a whole, he's doing a good job. And let's face it. When your nonprofit makes $9 billion, you're doing all right. Exactly. And just to be not outspoken again, remember we talked a few weeks ago about the Patriots saying they don't know what they're going to do, you know, for another banner. Oh, yeah. They came out for no reason at all and said, we still haven't figured out what we're going to do if we if we have to, if we win another Super Bowl and we have to hang another banner. We still haven't figured it out. So, again, they just, and they wonder why people hate them. They really, really do. Wow. Talk about first world problems. Yeah, so I read that and I'm like, yeah, just dig yourself in a deeper hole. Dig yourself in a deeper hole. Uh, when I would not be surprised the same time, you know, if coach and quarterback leave at the same time for the Patriots, I wouldn't be shocked at all. Whenever that season hits, when one of them's gone, because I think it's just, I don't think he's a super great coach. I don't think he's or the best ever coach. I don't think he's the best ever quarterback, but together, they're the best coach and the best quarterback. That's the best way I can describe them too. You know, if alone they'd be good, not the best, but together they both probably could be the best. When one of them's gone, and I think it might be both at the same time, whenever the time comes, possibly. And I really see them in one of their two and 14, three and 16. You are going to see the rest of the NFL just point their fingers and laugh all week long yeah you know it's funny one of the interesting parts about the being a new england um resident is watching the fans that emerged during the uh uh you know late 80s for a short spin and then all but disappearing until the 2000s and i've got some co-workers now who are in their mid-20s who have never known a losing season for the new england patriots but boy i'll tell you what you know those dark clouds are on the horizon do you remember the old Patriots logo with the guy in the three-point stance, you know, and the eye patch and everything? Oh, yeah, Pat the Patriot. I loved that. Loved it. I wasn't a Patriots fan. At that time, I was actually a Houston Oilers fan. Houston Oilers, Houston Oilers. I'm sorry. But I had my one of my parents to buy me a T-shirt with that because I loved that logo so much. I thought it – honestly, I thought it was – the best in the NFL. It was great. They got rid of it. And I'm like, okay, I'm totally done. You know, what's interesting about that is uh, apparently when they changed over to the new logo, that is not the first time that logo was introduced because 
during uh, 1976, on the eve of our bicentennial, uh, New England thought that this was a good opportunity to change their logo then, and they actually had a logo contest. And I vaguely remember that was actually one of the finalists. I think it's funny that, you know, 20 years down the road, they actually made it happen. So some of the old logos I do miss, uh, just... You know, I, I do. I, I liked the old Denver Broncos. I I, I like them. Uh, I like the old Bears and the old Vikings. I'm sorry, I had to throw that in to see if you're paying attention. Oh no, oh no. But I will say that I actually liked the old Tampa Bay Buccaneers logo. Yes, I'm right there with you on that. I'm going to take a little segue here. Speaking of the Bears, do you see the lawsuit going in on them to the Bears against the Packers suit against the Packers from a Packers fan? No, I didn't. Since uh, 2002, or I think 2002, I think that's when it was. Uh, Soldier Field has a rule: you cannot get in Soldier Field unless you're wearing. Basically, you can't wear any other team's jersey, logos, anything. You can only wear bears or regular clothes. It's a rule, and they won't let you in. Well, a Packers fan got saved these points up for something, and he got a ticket or two to Soldier's Field, and he found that out, and they said no. Well, he sent a message to Goodell, no response, so he's taking him to court, and he's uh, they're thinking it probably won't make it to the courts, but he's saying Soldier Field is a public, you know, it's publicly funded. They do not have the right to tell me what I can and can't wear. It's not offensive going in. So it's going to be interesting whatever happens to this because I remember that before too when a couple of friends of mine, when they were trying to get in, they were blocked at the door and they could not go into the Bears game when they had their Viking stuff on. So I knew about this a few years ago, and I always thought that's kind of a crock of, yeah, you know what. But they've had the rule, nobody's tested it. So that Packers fan, and he's representing him himself in court, which I love even more. Well, that's pretty brave. Huh. Imagine that. I never knew that. That's interesting. There's also, uh, I remember when Mike went down to see the Jets and the Patriots. That fool were in New England. Um, he wore Brady's jersey at the game and was surprised when somebody tried to push him down the flight of stairs. Yeah, there's some areas you just kind of got to watch what you're doing. Uh, if if you're going lower levels Raiders game, you kind of got to watch. You know, some teams you're fine, but if you go there with uh, a, like a Broncos jersey and you're going down low, you best get prepared. Well, and of course, for those who are unfortunate, visit. Hell on Earth, which is Philadelphia, back in the uh, 70s where you had Veterans Stadium. Don't forget, I think we talked about this before, they're the only, only stadium to have their own jail. Yes, and back, oh, early 2000s, uh, the Vikings were playing there, or was it the late 90s, whatever, around that time. There was five minutes left in the game, the Vikings were up by one point, Eagles were driving down the field, and the crowd, and they started. They hand, they handed out some product for a giveaway before the game, and there were batteries in it. They started throwing batteries at the at the Viking sidelines. They announced, "If you don't stop, the game is forfeited." They didn't. 
game over, Vikings win. You probably could have kicked a field goal and win. The Vikings was it was uh, right before you know they, it had to be the late nineties because it was right before they were you know had the high octane offense and everything. So they were probably going to lose, but the fans lost the game for them. I think I lost you again, Bruce. Oh no, no, I'm back. Okay, good. So. Now that we talked about everything, are you ready for some more hockey talk? Ah, fire away. First thing I read is, and this just came out uh, this afternoon uh, in about the NHL expansion draft next week. It's next week already. Very cool. The Golden Knights have said they already agreed to six trades. Basically saying they're going to trade, they're going to get draft picks, they're going to get another player or something if they don't select certain players from certain teams. So, which is great. Some of them, we they kind of know who it's from. Uh, uh, some of the teams we know, like the Blue Jackets, the Blackhawks, uh, the Ducks, uh, we know they're, you know, the Islanders, those are part of it. And rumors are saying maybe Tampa Bay is a little bit of it too. So saying that, they could have a very, very, very good team. They could have an okay team with a very, very, very good young team. Or they could be a mix of the two. If you were a general manager, Bruce, would you rather take like a mix of being a little bit of young and a little bit of experience? Would you go all experience? Or would you really go after young guys? You're the general manager. What would you do? Well, actually, we have uh, some really good choices to make here. And I think a lot of it depends on where you want to start. Right off the bat, I would say that um, even though I'm not a fan of his, I think Mark andre Fleury uh, is a good – he's a solid goaltender. Um, whether he performs in the playoffs is – kind of iffy but the fact of the matter is is that if you want to make the playoffs in your first year in the league i would start with him in goal um they've got a whole choice of defensemen they want um and uh you know it's interesting ottawa had a a clever move they've exposed bobby ryan to the draft uh, or they, they haven't protected him and they're gambling that las vegas will not swallow the contract however if I were if I were running the show, I would totally take a chance on him. And the contract is big, no doubt, but the cap is going to be rising this year. And I think there are a lot of really good possibilities out there. Yeah, for me, I would take Flurry. I would take four stud defensive players I can get. And then my offense, I will take as good as the youngest youngest plays I can get that are really good. So I'm going to be young on offense, but until they start going a little bit and I can develop more defense, you know, basically four stud defense, a good goalie, and young everybody else. Uh, that way I know my defense is going to be solid and my offense is going to be, you know, up and down, up and down, up and down until they can get a little more, you know, uh, underneath them. So, and if they're trading for picks, they're going to have to be good picks. So the first two rounds, uh, gold. The Knights are going to have a ton of picks. I think the way these are going, you know, with you know not the expansion draft, you know, they could be looking at eight, nine picks in the first two rounds. So they do that plus the young players they could get in the expansion draft and just have a solid defense. Uh, they could hang with anybody out there, pretty much. 
And I suppose it also depends on what kind of a team they want to build because that's really important. The coach and the GM really have to be on the same page here. So if you're going to have uh, a quick, fast, open team, which is what I would shoot for, I don't think I'd, I'd want to play my first year in this league as a defensive team. Uh, it may get you there playing it safe, but let's face it, you want to draw fans into the game. Wide open hockey is where it's at. Yes, and did you see how they opened the new Golden Knights, the Las Vegas Golden Knight uh, fan store? No, I didn't. Just the way they did it, you can kind of tell this was, I'm, I'm guessing here, kind of a last-minute quick thing. Well, they interviewed the coach yesterday morning inside the new Las Vegas, uh, you know, fan store, you know, which is kind of cool. In the background, if you looked, you could see two people being trained on how to use the register. And I was like, boy, you could tell they did this at the last minute. Like, let's get this thing open we'll get a week before the expansion draft, try to get some money rolling in here or something. So, I mean, the people weren't even trained yet on the cash register. So I thought that was funny. That's actually a rather ominous, I would think. <laughs> if anything, they should have been promoting this the moment they heard they got it. Yeah, so uh, it's. <laughs> I just thought that was funny because you can see the person kind of training and everything. So that was pretty funny. So did you happen to look at the list of all everybody out there? Uh, I saw quite a bit of it. Before we go too much further into that, here's a quick side question. Have you actually ever bought anything at a fan store? Yes. Last, not this because the Stars weren't in the playoffs now uh, a year ago when they were in the playoffs. Uh, was at game six, and the fan store had puck used uh, playoff game pucks, and they were ten dollars a puck, and they had the game and the uh, period kind of a little notation on it, and I bought one. They were ten bucks. That's pretty much the only thing I bought. Yeah, okay, fair enough. I all I know is that every time I go there and look at jerseys, I'm thinking, well, 170 bucks, uh, not yet. That's a week's worth of groceries there. Yeah. Matter of fact, at that game, I was looking at a Jamie Benn jersey, $175. I was like, dang, man. And a website called Ally Express. Don't know if you've heard of them. Same jersey, same make, same model. Jamie Benn, everything on it, shipped to me. $35. Wow. Oh, put that link in the notes. I'll definitely look at that. Yeah. Now, this, the, I'm going to warn you now, I am not responsible for you overspending, okay? Because you will go back there and you will find old jerseys, new jerseys, and all the stuff in there. And I was real, real close to buying a Madonna North Stars jersey. Just real close. You know, it's, I just love that N with the star. I, I like that logo. But uh, it, yeah, so you'll find a lot of jerseys in there, really good price. So, yeah, I'll put that in the show notes. And I'll also hunt Stan Jonathan's old jersey to see if it's there. You know, it's in, he apparently ended up in a little bit of a scrape. Uh, he's involved in a murder, actually. And I'm hoping that it's, um, it's an accident as they're portraying it because he and some friends went hunting. He ended up critically shooting a person and the guy eventually died. So I know that there's a lawsuit currently going on with him. That's not good. That's not good at all. Now I'll do the follow up on that. Exactly. So you get to take two players in the expansion draft. Who are you going to take? Uh, the first one is flurry without a doubt. I just like, uh, 
like I said, he's a good start. Uh, and there's also some quality backup goalies that'll be out there too. I wouldn't be surprised if, um, uh, actually, I'd probably look at whoever Dallas discards, whether it's Niemi or Lettinen. Either one would be a fine backup to Flurry, I think. Um, and then after that, mm, that's that's a tough one. Um, it would be a defenseman. I'm just not sure which one I'd select just yet. Door, hey, cut this part out. Uh, I'm going to pause for a second. I'll tell you when to come back in, Door. Okay, you can start recording, Door. Okay, you were talking about the stars. I thought it was kind of funny. Uh, they, I don't know what it is about ESPN's website. They just load slow lately. Oh, and while we're speaking of sites, can I complain about the NHL site? They should never have adopted this format. Go. Go for it. This the format for this new NHL website from last year. Oh, it's terrible. They really need to redesign the website. I have to go to a new website. Uh, ESPN, it kept reloading like uh, the page like every three seconds. I think they've done something with it because we actually do the uh, Fantasy Baseball League to them. And they've changed the way you authenticate to the page. Because if you'll notice in the lower left-hand corner, it's uh, trying it to attempt a new handshake with uh, a Disney server. And it's it's crapping the bed. Yeah, they just do so many changes. It's, you know, you're just like, yeah. Okay, Dallas Stars, you were talking about goalies. They protected Ben Bishop. We knew they were going to do that, okay? But guess which other goalie they protected? Out of the two, I'd probably say they were probably smart in keeping Letton in. None. They have Ben Bishop, and on their list, they got all four of their, or five of their goalies that could be, and they did this kind of as a numbers game. So they got five goalies available. They got Lettinen, they got Niemi, they got Justin Peters, they got Legrace, and they got uh, Kilvajo. So they got five goalies on the unprotected list. Bishop's the only one. So they're basically saying, hey, you want a really good backup? Kerry uh, Lettinen is, if I remember, has a little more in the salary than Niemi does. So if I'm betting, it might be Niemi. But... Somebody told me with there's some connection between Lettinen and the GM for the Knights. I don't know how. I remember reading that a month or so ago. So I wouldn't be surprised there either. So if you wanted two goalies, having Niemi and Lettinen, or, or, or Fury, I'm sorry, Fury and Lettinen, or uh, you know Niemi and Fury, that's a pretty good duo. Um, and it's great that Dallas is totally on board with Bishop becoming the number one because I, I think that he still has three solid, solid years ahead of him. So uh, good for them. And the best part about it, uh, that actually pretty much showing Bishop, hey, we, we completely believe you. We th believe in you. And I think uh, by that, we're not even going to have people challenging you for the number one spot. So that's the best thing Dallas could have done. And hear the news about Arizona Coyotes captain Shane Doan. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but let's face it, he's been a captain since 2003. It's 2017 now. Yeah, exactly. Um, if if I was selecting two, get back to the point, I'll take Flurry, and I would look at, I would, boy, if I had to pick, 
boy, I that would be hard, hard, hard to do. Uh, probably Calgary and Edmonton has some pretty good young forwards. I might take one of them, just you know, one of the young studs right there. But Pacific player, I don't know what I would do if 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 I was wanting a solid goalie. If I wanted to make sure that, then I would probably take Niemi and Flurry. Uh, them too. Nope, you know so. I'll tell you what, let's play this. So Boston wants Bolesky gone. So if you had a choice, would you take Matt Bolesky or a man I'm surprised Buffalo did not protect, and that's Matt Molson? Boy, you know, just on the top of it, I'll probably say Molson just looking at it. But if I dove in a little deeper, uh just don't know. You know, Johnny Adoya from the Blackhawks is available too. Yeah, kind of here and there, but, uh, per, you know, boy, and Tutu is available too. But having Adoya just available as defensive men, that's not a bad choice either. Nope, and I see that Columbus is also uh, not protecting Jack Johnson, and that could be an interesting move. Yeah, I'm just looking down this list. Uh, if they wanted to go after a little experienced team, good team, they could do it. I mean, easily. I mean, it, it wouldn't even be hard. Uh, yeah, it, it wouldn't even be hard. Look, look at it. I'm just scrolling through on some of these lists here. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's old, but Yelmer Yager, he's available. He's right there. Uh, I think you have to renegotiate a contract with him, though. But if you want, if you're getting a lot of young players, maybe they want to bring him in, you know, just to show the kids this is how you work. Because everybody says he is the hardest worker you'll you'll see, and they'll say, "Here you go, you know, here's how you work, here's what you do," and bring him in for that kind of uh, thing there. Well, and again, scrolling through, you also have, have uh, the Oilers uh, not protecting Benoit Pouliot. Um, and uh, he's actually seemed to resurrect his career. Whether it, it turns out to be anything more than that, eh, they'll still get 20 goals out of him, and that's a great start. Yeah, then you got uh, Minnesota with the 18 great defensemen they have. You know, you could pick one of them, so that's pretty decent there, and I would be surprised if Minnesota makes a trade too, to draft pick so they could keep their core defense uh, in line. It, it, Yeah. Actually, that is the rumor out of Minnesota this morning, in fact, that uh, it's it, they've implicated or said that there is a deal in place. So uh, it looks like they will protect most of their uh, young defense corps, despite the fact that they deserve to have other teams come in and swoop in and take them all. Looking at the Devils right now, don't know if you have the list available in front of you. New Jersey Devils. You had to pick somebody off the Devils. Who would you take? I'm trying to look at this. I'm not seeing their list. Hold on. Although, just above them, it looks like uh, uh, James Neal could go free to Vegas. That would be something. I'm looking at this list, and I'm like, I I don't know. You know, out of all the teams, I can zero in on one person pretty dang quick. I'm looking at, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing for New Jersey. Well, I think one of the that they could look at is uh, Smith Pelly that uh, came from Montreal uh, two years ago. 
he was he was literally crushed when Montreal traded him. But um, he's got a lot of playing left in him, and I think that uh, he's a he's a vital spark to a pretty anemic defense. I mean, offense they have. Uh, but I think in Vegas, it could be the second life he needs. Uh, better yet, that he deserves. Yeah, I think really good solid defense is always going to be harder to get because if you draft him, you know you got to train him. Usually, defense takes two more years to train. Um, I'd probably Prout, Morell, McWilliam, Lovejoy, Louvre, pick one, maybe. You know what I mean? So, uh, if since I really didn't know, when in doubt, try to get the best defensive person I can. Oh, their unprotected list is terrible. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't know who I would. That's why I'm saying just kind of pick a defensive guy. I guess you know one that you think might be okay, either young with a lot of upside or decent at a great price. Go ahead and take him. So I know I was looking at that same thing. Now looking at the Islanders, there's some kind of intriguing things with the Islands in there. Um, there's a couple of players in there that just are intriguing. Well, they clearly were interested in keeping their core defensemen in place. Um, I thought it was smart that they uh, kept Johnny Boychuk. The big surprise for me is that they didn't protect Brock Nelson. Um, I know that uh, he's still fairly young, but the first half of last season, holy smoke, he was completely on fire. Um, he's He's got a lot of upside, so that was kind of shocking to me. Is he still on his rookie contract, or is he on his uh, second? No, still one? rookie contract. Okay, I was wondering if they were doing out of money issue, but that a rookie contract, that, yeah, that's. And Flyers, I'm looking at two. Boy, here's another one with the Flyers. I'm like, I don't know. Um, looking through their list here. Um, if I'm looking for somebody that, I don't know, Jordan Wheel? Maybe. I don't know. So here's the rumor, and I wish I had the rest of the details for this. So apparently Pittsburgh will never deal uh, Flurry to Philadelphia directly. You just don't do that to in-state rivals. It's just not supposed to happen. But my understanding is that with Vegas in play, there's a possibility that Pittsburgh deals Flurry to Vegas and Philadelphia gives up a couple of draft picks to pick up Flurry. So that I wouldn't be surprised if Flurry actually ends up on Philadelphia and not with Vegas. Okay. Yeah, Philadelphia really with this many picks and how they could roll them into draft picks, they could come away with uh just an okay team, you know, uh all the last year record wise, Islanders, Stars, somewhere in that record, you know in there, you know, not making the playoffs, not horrible, not great, but just have a young core for a couple of years. Like, man, look out for two years, you know, kind of looking at like what we're seeing at the Oilers now and stuff like, you know, and uh, Toronto, like, boy, look at that young, 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 young core. And I can't believe that Philadelphia is completely invested in Michael Neuver. I just don't see that. Yeah. Some of the things I'm looking at here, it's a couple of the teams I'm like, Boy, do I have to take somebody, you know? Um, yeah, uh, I could look at this list all day and debate. Uh, maybe we beat this uh, too long. No, I think if anything, we're winning out. I think one of the biggest 
challenges that Vegas is going to have to make. I mean, for us, we're just guessing. For them, th- this is going to count. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm going to. Re- I'm watching an expansion draft, and I think it is going to be fun. Uh, get some. Uh, I'm trying to kind of watch my weight a little bit here. So instead of chips or nachos, I might get some carrots and hummus. You know, live life on the wild side, eat some hummus, you know. Come on now. Uh, maybe kick it up with some hot sauce on it, though. So uh, And uh, sit back and just enjoy the draft. That's gonna, To me, that's going to be as, as fun as the uh, regular draft, the expansion uh, draft. No, I totally agree with that. Uh, for me, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. Uh, we had our, our mini hot dog safari today. And I got to tell you, I, I think I've had at least 12 hot dogs today. All right. Uh, you know what's good about uh, eating 12 hot dogs Not in a day? Not much. Everything. Thank <laughs> you very much. You got to eat 12 hot dogs. Well, Come on best. now. Now the next now the next day after midnight, yeah, maybe not be that good, but the day you're fine. <laughs> That's it. You know, you talk about the hair of the dog. I'm probably not going to eat another one for the rest of the summer. Exactly. So, uh, is there anything more you want to talk about before we kill this episode? No, we, off? we pretty much covered what we think our speculative picks will be, and uh, you know we'll know soon enough because what is it? Seven o'clock tomorrow morning is when that list is supposed to be released. Yep, so we will see, and it's going to be fun to watch and see and read and watch all the videos online, so that will be fun. So thanks, everybody, for listening to us here and taking time out of your busy schedule downloading that episode. If you want to get in contact with us or any comments, questions, comments, or concerns, just email Tracy at podness.com. If you want to talk to Bruce, email to me, and I'll forward it off to him. And if it's something about me, you want to complain about me, well, just go to Podnuts and say, just start typing in the door and just start cussing me out. Uh, I got thick skin. I can handle it. But thanks, everybody, for listening. And again, if anybody wants to join us, let us know. We really want some people to come on and join us or just hang out with us when we're recording. We generally record Tuesday nights, just so you know. Sometimes that changes, but most of the time it is Tuesday night. Come on and join us or anything like that. Thanks, everybody. Everybody have a good day. Good week. Good week.